Hello and welcome to CM Conversations. I'm today's host Jordan Bergen and my focus here at CM Medical is the wound care and surgical markets. Today I talk with Basel Rafai, Chief Marketing Officer at Ambu, an innovator in the single-use endoscope market and with today we're talking about how companies such as theirs are working to meet sustainable goals. Whether you're in the surgical industry or just intrigued by discussions around sustainability in the medical devices market, then be sure to have a listen. Here it is, hope you enjoy listening. Would you like to introduce yourself, Basil? Sure. Thank you, Jordan. It's uh, Basil Rafai. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer for uh, AMBU, which is the world's uh, leader in terms of single-use endoscopy. Obviously, the reason that I wanted to bring you on today was to discuss single-use devices, to be quite honest. Um, as you can tell by the title, you know, are they truly sustainable? And um, I guess the main thing I wanted to start with first is discussing the differences between single use and reusable devices. Sure. Yeah. Happy to share some, some thoughts on that. I mean, maybe I can start by just <clears throat> giving an overview of what, you know, reusable endoscopy looks like. And if you go to a typical, you know, endoscopy set up in a hospital, you can imagine there's going to be a tower with hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment. Um, attached to that will be a reusable endoscope which itself costs tens of thousands of dollars. And you know, with, with that, you're gonna have patients coming in, the reusable endoscope will be used. And then after it's used, it has to be you know, sent to a reprocessing department because of course, from patient to patient, you have to disinfect it as best as possible. And uh, that reprocessing department has some you know, um, technicians in there who are going to do some manual reprocessing. Then they'll put it into a specific piece of equipment that does automatic reprocessing, then they'll put it into another piece of equipment that does drying, and then at some point uh, it's going to be used on the next patient. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure even as I describe that, you can imagine what the, what the challenges with that are, which is it's an entire setup that's very, you know, capital intensive, so customers can be spending hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to set up these, uh, you know, endoscopy units. Um, it's very resource intensive in terms of um, you know, the manpower and the consumables used in reprocessing of each endoscope. And then ultimately for patient safety, it does pose some challenges because, uh, you know, reprocessed endoscopes are generally disinfected, but not sterilized. Uh, that means they can leave bacteria and biofilm behind. And there's a growing understanding that that's leading to uh, cross what we call cross-contamination, which means that uh, you know, bacteria can be transmitted from one patient in one procedure through, uh, you know, reprocessing into a second patient in another procedure. And, you know, that's basically been a big trigger for, you know, that, that combination of things of capital intensive, resource intensive, and uh, the risk of cross-contamination have been a big trigger to ask, you know, is there a better way to do it? And that's basically been the birth of the single-use endoscopy market because single use basically addresses all those challenges. It eliminates 100% of reprocessing and all the associated uh, you know, workflow and resource challenges. It's 100% sterile, which means there's no risk of cross-contamination. And more and more, you see that it has all kinds of, let's say, uh, workflow benefits to customers. So instead of all the infrastructure around reprocessing, they just simply open up a single use scope. Every time it's sterile, ready to go. And when it's done, they dispose of it. Um, so that's kind of just kind of head to head what's happening between reusables and single use endoscopes and why you start to see more and more as technology evolves, 
the uh, kind of um, growth within the single use and you know, actually phenomenal growth within the single use endoscopy market. And maybe the last thing just, just uh, kind of related to that is that um, more now less from a hospital side, but more from a technology side, everything I described around capital investments of thousands, millions of dollars, um, that really, you can imagine, is also a, a burden to the health systems and to the suppliers. And it means that they can, you know, to recoup those investments, they have to be operating in product life cycles of anywhere between six, seven, eight years. And uh, that's what we've seen when it comes to reusable endoscopes. Basically, next generations come out every six, seven, eight years, and that's the product life cycle. That's very, very different than single-use endoscopy. When single-use, you can take advantage of all the benefits there, which is as soon as a advancement is made in technology, as soon as a new camera sensor comes out that's going to be used on all the iPhones, uh, that can also be incorporated to make sure that we have always the best technologies available in the single-use endoscope. So you basically see on the reusable side, next-generation products coming out every six seven, eight years, and on the single-use side, products coming out every 18 to 24 months, at least for the players who are, you know, very uh, uh, heavily invested in terms of innovation and single-use. Fantastic. Um, I guess to just quickly touch on that, I just wanted to ask a little question there. Um, in terms of like the quality, so obviously quality of camera is something that comes up. Uh, is, is there much difference between the quality between a, a single-use and a, a reusable product? I, mean, I think that's actually one of the most exciting things that's happening right now is that uh, the industry is reaching an inflection point when it comes to you know, image quality specifically. Um, so if you know, 10 years ago, when Ambu, for example, had their A-Scope 2 on the market, uh, the sensor quality was not high enough, the lighting wasn't high enough, the, all the image you know, performance wasn't good enough to support real like, high-end endoscopy procedures. And that's why you saw it was very limited to sort of like niche or specific indications, which is you know, emergency airway um, procedures in the ICU, for example. Um, but what's happened over the past few years is basically as uh, CMOS technology, as the kind of camera sensor technology has continued to advance and advance, and it's driven by areas even outside of healthcare, now the types of um, you know, uh, single-use endoscopes that we're able to produce have just experienced a step change. Um, and we're seeing it now that Whereas it used to be that single use offers all these benefits, but you know you have to compromise when it comes to image quality. We've basically reached a point now where single use can start to offer competitive or in some cases even superior image quality than reusables. And you know you can imagine one of the reasons is the advancement of sensor technology. One of the reasons is that for the reusables, they're because they're innovating every six or eight years, they could be still operating on those you know, and, and hospitals are investing every six or eight years, they could still be operating on those 2015 sensors. And you probably remember from your, yeah. you know, from your iPhone, what a big difference the 2015 iPhone was from the one today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then of course, it's not just about what is the product that, uh, you know, the reusable endoscope that's being launched because those products will be used for years and years translates into wear and tear. Whereas for single use, it's the latest technology and it's, brand new straight out of the box. Um, and that's true for the image quality, but it's also true for the other performance characteristics, things like maneuverability and so forth. So that, that all combined basically means that, uh, and it varies, I'd say, by procedure area too, but in certain areas, like we're seeing in urology and in uh, pulmonology, we're already kind of on par or single use endoscopes are starting to show a little bit of 
technical superiority. And then you have some areas like uh, GI where we're still you know, getting close to reusables. And we expect that's, you know, to be honest, gonna be one of the most exciting battle grounds over the coming few years, because you can, you can imagine with this pace of improvement, uh, what's gonna happen in, in three or four years times when it comes to the, the single use technologies in GI. Yeah, definitely. And um, I guess just touching on the topic as, as a whole market, I guess, really, uh, you know, what is the state of the single use endoscopy market at the moment? Uh, sure. So, I mean, maybe just to set the overall stage, uh, endoscopy represents, flexible endoscopy represents about 100 million procedures annually in the, the kind of large, large developed markets. Right now, single use endoscopy accounts for about 2 million procedures. So 2% market penetration of single use. Um, so even though we always talk about it as this incredibly you know, exciting and fast growth segment, we're also re really just at the beginning of the, the birth of this market. And that's of course why it makes it so exciting. Um, you know, we talk about it as just over a half a billion dollar market today, but one that's gonna grow to be over $2.5 billion in just the next uh, four or five years. That, you know, that the creation of a multi-billion dollar market in the course of just a few years is a, pretty rare in the world of, of med tech. And I think that's why it attracts so much interest. And, um, you know, the interest of course comes for all the, from, from customers for all the reasons I talked about. And then that drives a lot of, let's say industry interest. And so you see companies like, you know, Boston Scientific uh, committed to develop, you know, advance into single use endoscopy. They already have a couple of products and continue to introduce a couple more. You have companies, the reusable endoscope players who have, uh, I think at this point, recognize that single-use endoscopy is not just here to stay, but it's going to be growing for a long, long time. So just, you know, a couple of months ago in the, in the JP Morgan conference, you had Olympus saying that um, single-use endoscopy is going to grow somewhere between 15 to 19% over the next decade, CAGR, you know, annually for the next decade, which is a phenomenal, you know, uh, you know let's say market opportunity. Uh, and then you have, you know, them planning to enter in with single-use endoscopes. You have Pentax planning to enter with single-use endoscopes. So really around the, across the board, you have, uh, let's say, a very exciting and fast developing market when it comes to the overall outlook and the fact that it's, we're just at the starting point when it comes to the intensifying competitive landscape. And then everything around that that's kind of supporting the development of the market. Uh, of course, you know, things like the COVID pandemic have only heightened the need for, uh, not, not just heightened awareness of issues like contamination and the need for sterile things, but it's also created things like the labor shortage, which makes uh, a much, much bigger challenge to do reusable endoscopy with all the infrastructure requirements. And that's been a further kind of drive towards, towards single use. Um, I mean, another, I mean, another major uh, impact of COVID was this, these waiting lists, which I'm sure you've heard about. Uh, elective procedures, elective endoscopy procedures have been canceled, millions of them around the world. And, you know, we've talked about the COVID pandemic, but then there's this wave of what's coming, which is all those cancer screening procedures and other things which haven't been addressed. Um, and so, you know, it's very difficult for the reusable endoscopy infrastructure to catch up on those types of waiting lists. And that's a role where single use can play a big part. And we've seen that, especially in places like the UK where they have a heavy focus on, on addressing waiting list time. So, I mean, that, those are kind of some of the, uh, let's, say, let's say factors or dynamics that are playing into the single use market. A you know, let's say small, but very fast growing segment, 
with lots of macro drivers supporting the creation of the market, accelerated by COVID for, you know, let's say infection and workflow reasons, and then with intensifying competition across the entire industry to enter into this market. So it's an exciting time to be here. Definitely. No, I think uh, I've noticed it from speaking to candidates and clients all the time um, to switch to single use. As you mentioned, Boston, Olympus, all of them have now started recently in the last year or two announcing new product launches into this market. So if they're trying to buy into it, I guess it, it stands for itself, really. It makes sense. Um, I guess one of the areas I want to touch on is, you know, both industry and government sustainability objectives. Mm. How does that affect uh, the single use market and the future of it? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, we look at, I'll, I'll tell you like our perspective and how Andrew looks at it, which is we look at sustainability in two ways. One is the health economic sustainability, like the cost per use and so forth. And the second one is the environmental sustainability, because of course these are single use endoscopes. So let me start with the, let's say cost, healthcare economic sustainability. Now for, for Ambu as a company, we have one fundamental principle, which is we wanna price our endoscopes to be on par in terms of cost per use versus reusables. So we basically, anytime we're entering into a market or launching a new product, we look at one simple thing, which is for reusable endoscopy, what is the all-in cost per use, which means the, you know, when you think about the capital investment, the per use for all the reprocessing infrastructure, the per use for the repair costs, you add those up and then you say, what does that cost? That's exactly what we price our endoscopes at. That's, that's, I would say, an AMBU-specific thing because our, like, that's a kind of a fundamental uh, strategy position for us, which is that we want to take price out of the equation for our customers and for health systems. We want to just make the best available technology to use for them in a cost-neutral way so that they can decide the pace and the you know, amount they want to transition to single use. Um, that's been a little bit, and, and we, of course, get to benefit because we, we have high-scale, low-cost manufacturing by virtue of our sheer size. So that, that lets us uh, achieve those kind of price points and still have a you know, um, manageable profitability. Um, and that's also where we see some competitors struggling the most which is, it's, of course, they can produce a single-use endoscope, but can they produce it at a uh, high enough quality at a low enough cost to be able to offer it to our customers at the, at the right price? But I think if we you know, take the AMBU position, which is pricing on par with the reusables, then, of course, it's, it represents a huge benefit to health systems because they're cost-neutral for all the you know, costs associated with reusables. And then on top of that, they, achieve, they get all the benefits, which is sometimes kind of soft or hidden costs associated with the reusables. And by the way, that includes things like the hidden patient costs, costs of readmission. Um, there was a huge study that came out just a few months ago that showed that uh, reusable bronchoscopies are associated with a 50% higher readmission rate to the ICU versus single use. So that, you know, that's not going into anyone's calculation anywhere, but that's a serious cost to, to especially health systems which wanna operate end to end places like in the UK or, or kind of integrated uh, health systems. So that will be pure benefit for the health systems uh, as they transition from reusable to single use in sort of a cost neutral way. So that, that's, I'd say the one aspect, which is cost and why we think that, uh, you know, single use can play a very important role actually to reduce the, the impact of reusables. And the second one is uh, environmental impact. And when it comes to environmental impact, I think one of the most important things is 
people often compare, and I think I was even guilty of this when I first entered into this segment, you look at a reusable endoscope and you look at a single use endoscope and you can't help but think at the end of this procedure, I'm gonna keep one or I'm gonna throw one away. And it sits there in the plastic recycling bin or in the, you know, the, the waste bin. And it's very tangible with the environmental impact of that. It's, it's right there in the bin. But what's not so visible is the, let's say the not, not at all hidden cost of reprocessing endoscopes. And basically on the one hand, you have a single use scope, which you use and throw away. And on the other hand, you have a reusable endoscope, which has to be sent for reprocessing. And reprocessing involves a technician who puts on a bunch of single-use protective equipment. They use a bunch of single-use chemicals to process it. They use single-use brushes and other tools to, to, you know, to clean it. They use single-use chemicals to disinfect it, which then get put down in that waste disposal. So there's a whole body of you know, single-use disposables, both plastic and you know, wastewater and so forth, that are associated with reprocessing reusable endoscopes. It's just not present there in the endoscopy suite for everyone to see, but it's very, very present for the environment. So, you know, and we've started to, you know, commission work to study this, and it's actually shown in a couple of areas like bronchoscopy and uh, cystoscopy that there's, when you compare head-to-head -head the environmental impact of reprocessing a reusable endoscope versus a single-use endoscope, the environmental impact of reprocessing a reusable is actually higher for all those reasons I just described. But that you, by the end of reprocessing a scope, you have basically a trash bag of, uh, of single-use equipment used to do that. So from an environmental perspective, we basically see the number one opportunity is that we can eliminate all the waste associated with reusable endoscopy. Um, that, that for us is, is key. Then, now that we do that, we can't also get away from the fact that it is still a single-use endoscope and we have to be you know, find ways to make that as sustainable as possible. And we have, let's say some, as Amber, we have some near-term, and of course we're the leader in single-use endoscopy. So for us, it's important also to be the leader in sustainability when it comes to single-use endoscopy. So we have, you know, these, these uh, near-term actions, which is how do we, like things like the plastic offset program in Europe and a plastic bank program in the US, ways of either basically recycling endoscopes not into future endoscopes, but into other plastic products or doing plastic offsets. So we recover plastic, ocean bound plastic equivalent to what would have been, uh, you know, consumed by our endoscopes. Uh, and those are things that are actively going on today. But then of course, the real kind of, let's say medium term win for us is all the work we're doing around more recyclable materials. So we have dedicated teams just focused on how can we get more recyclable plastics or biodegradable uh, uh, materials into our products. And then we're partnering with health systems so far in Germany and Denmark, and we're, we're actually trying to kick one off in the UK now to see how can we pilot a kind of a take back program. So we achieve true like kind of product circularity. There, there's, as an industry, we're still, we have some work to go there. We, we, there's definitely some regulatory barriers too, and that varies from country to country. But for sure, our, you know, our medium term goal is that we can uh, move to more recyclable materials and a more kind of true and uh, and um, uh, kind of sustainable product life cycle. But meanwhile, at least for Amber, we're proud of all the the work we're doing around plastic bank, plastic offset, and most importantly, eliminating the waste associated with the reusables. Fantastic, good. Um, I guess one of the areas that you touched upon was you know COVID really did highlight multiple things like infection prevention, you know logistics like logistical problems and things like that. 
Um, so it's really, really thrown single use forward a few years. Um, how much do you see this continuing growth, uh, you know, rapid growth, should I say? Is this going to be going on for a few more years now as well? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a great question. I think um, COVID basically, as you said, was uh, accelerated, you know, created more awareness and accelerated the development of the single use market. And I think there's, of course, the like near term impact of that because we're actually, you know, when we were working, when our factories were working 24 hours and we were air freighting products to the, you know, to the NHS and to other health systems, um, that, of course, was, you know, important kind of like, let's say, like life saving uh, activities to support our customers and support patients. Um, it also elevated the, you know, let's say the overall appreciation for the benefits that single use can have. And that's why I talk about, you know, reaching an inflection point. It's not also just a, it's not just an inflection point in terms of technology and achieving parity or in some cases superiority versus reusables, but it's also an inflection point in terms of it being different and customers getting exposed to it enough that they start to say, wow, this actually does, you know, something I hadn't thought about before that a, a single use endoscope can achieve this kind of performance and address our, our, contamination and our workflow needs and our clinical needs in this way. And we're seeing more and more that COVID may have been the trigger, but now it's created this sort of like halo effect of, of uh, health systems around the world and physicians around the world having renewed engagement or more, more high levels of engagement on, uh, on single-use endoscopy. And that's something we expect to continue for the, for the coming years. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you very much for coming on with me today. You know, really, I it's nice to get a look into the market, constantly see people talking about it now, like, as you mentioned, in terms of supply chain, infection prevention. Um, and, you know, the future really is bright for single use. So it was nice to get a, a great insight from you on this. Absolutely. No, thank you for the time and thank you for having me. It's, an, it's a very exciting market to be in and uh, now welcome all comers. That was my CM conversation with Basel Rafai, CMO at Ambu. I'd like to thank Basel again for his time and the insight he provided into this crucial topic. I hope anyone who is interested in what we discussed during the podcast could gain some valuable insight and his experience from the role in the industry. If you'd like to hear any more from the industry leaders about the future of the medical device market, then please subscribe to the podcast and find loads more insights from our consultants and industry leaders. Thank you again. I've been your host, Jordan Bergen. Bye for now.